This is Dan Fleisch, and this is the sixth podcast for Chapter 1 of A Student's Guide to Maxwell's Equations. This one deals with the surface integral. As it says in the first paragraph of this section, there are lots of applications in physics and engineering and elsewhere that involve the area integral of either a scalar function or, in some cases, a vector field over a surface. This is sometimes called a surface integral, and it's really worthwhile to make sure you understand this before you try to understand the concept of flux in Gauss's law. I think one of the best ways to understand surface integrals is to consider a surface such as the thin sheet shown in figure 1.5. This is meant to represent a flat surface that has a density, that is the mass per unit area, the kilograms per square meter, varies from one side to the other. That's why the figure shows part of it looking light gray, some of it looking a little darker, and the bottom right corner looking very dark. That's supposed to represent the fact that the density is a function of both x and y. It changes across this. So this thing is more dense in one part than in another part. And imagine that you wanted to know the mass of this whole thing. If it were all the same density, it'd be very easy. If you knew how many kilograms of mass this had for each square meter, that is its area density, and you knew how many square meters it represented, that is its area, you could simply multiply sigma, the area density, by the area, and you'd have the mass. That doesn't work in this case because there's not one single value for the density since it's changing across the surface. So one approach to finding the mass for this is to divide this surface up into chunks, as in the right side of figure 1.5, and then to say, I've made my chunks sufficiently small so that the density over each of those is close enough to a single value that I can take the mass of that little chunk as that sigma times the area of that chunk, and if I want the mass of the whole object, I simply add up sigma 1 times that little area, we'll call it dA1, and sigma 2 times dA2, and sigma 3 times dA3, and so on. In this case, I've divided up into nine chunks, but I think you can see the more chunks you make, the more accurate your total mass is going to be, because the better your approximation that each chunk has a constant density across it, even though we know the density is actually changing continuously across the surface. So if you want to get really accurate, instead of doing a summation of discrete chunks, you'll do an integral, such as the equation written in the middle of page 9, which says that mass is the integral over the surface of that density function times dA, the increment of surface area. This is even more accurate than dividing your surface up into millions of little chunks and discreetly adding the density times the area of each of those chunks. So this is an example of a surface integral. You're simply adding up the contributions of some function over an area. To understand the integral form of Gauss's law, it's necessary to appreciate that this kind of surface integral can be applied not only over a scalar function like the density we did here, but also over a vector field. And that's the subject of the next module.